Freedom to you. Let's talk about it. Take a minute, dig it through. I'm all about it. But the con- Oh, hey, it's Michael Yu, and welcome back to my podcast, Young's Blueprint. In this episode, we'll be diving straight back into Joey Badass's second studio album, All American Badass, by exploring the vibes, the lyrics, and the messages tracks two through six have in store for us. This will complete the first half of the 12-track album. In the last episode, we explored Joey's upbringing and development as a young rapper traversing the landscape of hip-hop in his hometown, Brooklyn, New York, and beyond. Coupling his old-school boom-bap sound with more of a modern-day social consciousness, Joey is able to deliver a equally forbearing and divisive album with All-American Badass. The album's opening track, Good Morning America, is a provokingly familiar wake-up call, where Joey pushes listeners to not stay snoozed on their disillusionment of reality and apparent privileges. This forces listeners to actively rethink their understandings of issues of injustice, racism, freedom, and happiness as they know it. Despite delivering some really dense content, Joey is able to make the opening track really welcoming with a jazzy neo-soul-like groove, thanks to the dampened synth, the drums, and the background vocals that consistently evolve as the song progresses. After Joey delivers his first and only verse, where he touches upon issues of freedom and happiness, things that are kind of foreign yet things that he's questioning, not only questioning himself, but to listeners as well. The track fades with a sample from Sun Ra, who is one of the late pioneers of Afrofuturism here in the United States. And in this excerpt, Sun Ra strings together the ideas Joey presents perfectly. Sun Ra casts a glimmering hope for a better, more just tomorrow, and leaves the opening track on an end note of empowerment. Sun Ra's speech, along with the jazzy groove of this first track, bleeds and echoes into the next song of the album, For My People. When I first read the title of this song, it sounded a little bit cryptic. Who was the, quote, my people that Joey was referring to? And more importantly, Where does this title place Joey? Listeners are able to find the answers to these questions in just the first phrase Joey spits in the beginning of the song. Always wanted to have superpowers, you know. When I was growing up, like anyone, I really admired superheroes. Superman, Batman, Iron Man, Captain America, and all the other male cisgender superheroes. And in fact, I remember this one time where I went into one of the clothing stores in middle school or so, and I found this super dope sweater that I still have to this day. 
It's two-sided and on one side it's light gray and there's a logo of super uh, Superman's logo on the chest. And it's reversible, so if you wear the sweater backwards, then actually it's two-toned. So the back is a darker gray and there's a Batman logo on the chest. So depending on my mood, I'd wear the Superman or the Batman side of the sweater and I'd feel like I could conquer anything. But looking back at those memories and my exposure to these superheroes, I realized that it creates a really unrealistic fake standard. Yes, superheroes have these characteristics of courage and vigilance and humility that people should all strive towards. But most commonly, superheroes usually fall in the following categories. Male, cisgender, heterosexual, and white. And this creates a false depiction of what heroism really is in real life. Anyone can do heroic acts, regardless of any labels or categories people assign them in. And I feel like I truly realized this when I first watched the movie Black Panther a couple years ago. Because watching it, it felt so foreign to me to see black individuals be portrayed as superheroes because this was just never something that I'd been exposed to. And yes, even though I thought about it, the way that media and entertainment is able to shift our gaze and perspective of certain attributes, it's pretty scary. And Joey is able to push these boundaries in this entire song. And in the chorus, Joey asks a really important question to listeners about who is the hero? Who is his hero that'll save his people? Who would take a stand and be our hero of my people? Notice how Joey asks another question in this segment of the chorus. Who will be the hero that saves him and his people? In the previous song, he asks listeners what freedom means to them. Some critics say that Joey asking all these questions and not really providing any concrete answers is a sign of weakness, but I view this in the exact opposite light. Joey isn't here to provide any answers. He's not shoving any words in our mouth, but personally, this album really makes me think. And with this second track, the main concept at hand is superhero. Who is a superhero? Who counts as a superhero? And what does a superhero mean to Joey Badass? Joey dives into these questions in the first verse, where he spits, Now all heroes don't wear capes, and all villains don't get away. But all limits eventually fade, I don't wanna be good, nigga, I'm tryna be great. Not all heroes wear capes, and not all villains get away. Joey here is delivering quite a powerful message. He's saying that it doesn't take a cape, or a branded shiny logo, or a superhuman strength, or a superhuman ability, or any other arbitrary characteristic that makes you a superhero. Any ordinary person can be a superhero if they serve a little bit of justice, work towards a better tomorrow. And this is a major form of empowerment to listeners, even more so because Joey doesn't place any labels on what constitutes a superhero. He says that we shouldn't confine our potential to arbitrary limits or labels. 
and we always need to strive for something bigger and better for a more just tomorrow. And Joey realizes the potential in himself in the rest of this verse. He realizes that his rapping ability and his ability to create music that brings people together, this is his superhuman strength. And the person that he was looking for to save him and his people is in fact him himself. Later on, Joey delivers a very powerful message that's encapsulated by a very short phrase. The key line where Joey spits. Word is bond. Despite its simplicity, this phrase has deep roots in the hip-hop world, especially in New York City, the very place where Joey grew up. This phrase basically means speaking your truth into existence, and it coincides with the purpose of hip-hop that encourages staying true to yourself and empowering others by spitting your truth into existence. But you'd be surprised to hear that this phrase actually originates from the Bible. The book of Matthew speaks of the importance of the word and how it relates to a person's soul. But this has probably got you thinking. What is the connection between the spiritual context of the term and how it's used nowadays in the hip-hop world? The answer lies in the history of hip-hop in New York City. When hip-hop began to rise as a prominent music genre in the 60s and 70s, it also fell prey to violent gang activity. That is, in the music, rappers often flaunted their gangs and their violent activities, as well as notes of misogyny and materialism. Seeing this, spiritual groups and artists like Africa Bambata, the Universal Zulu Nation, and the 5% Nation aimed to infuse religious doctrines of peace and power into the rap scene in order to spark a new wave of empowerment, reflexivity, integrity, and staying true to yourself. And you can see this through the progression of the phrase, word is bond. At first, this phrase was not really used by a lot of MCs, but this changed once rappers like Q-Tip, Rakim, and Busta Rhymes started to use it. But these artists are only a part of the picture. The real artists that began to revolutionize this term, actually a group, is the Wu-Tang Clan. Because they use this term so many times in their songs, not only to turn heads, but also call attention to the lyrics that they were spitting. This sparked a new wave of hip-hop, conscious hip-hop, and this is where Joey fits in. Conscious hip-hop is a rap genre that aims to use music as a means to criticize and critically examine society today and the hardships and experiences that rappers endure. Fast forward to today, and the phrase word is bond signals a nostalgic tribute to the development, the history, and power of hip-hop, not only as a music genre, but as a means of expression, a form of art. Music is a form of expression. I'm gonna use mine just to teach you a lesson. Rule one. Expressing your ideas 
and advocating for the interests of yourself and those of your people, whether it's through art or political activism or any other medium or means. You need to fully embrace these superpowers because this is what makes you a superhero. You're able to serve even a little bit of justice that can build for a better tomorrow. Now that Joey has established this in this first verse, this leaves us wondering, what does Joey have left to say in the second verse? The villains. Of course, in any archetypal um, superhero movie, there is the classic superhero and villain, right? Batman and the Joker. Uh, What else? Iron Man and all the Avengers and... Why am I forgetting his name? Thanos. Thanos, right. Um, In the second verse, Joey lays out who the villains are to society. And he starts out by saying, everything ain't what it seem. He's saying here that reality is actually really clouded. And obviously, this is something that Joey also explained in the previous track, Good Morning America. And he lays down uh, the ideas and the policies that are plaguing the United States such as police brutality, mass incarceration, housing discrimination, among many other problems that are not only prevalent in the United States, but in countless other countries as well. And this is not something that's just been happening right now. It's been a pattern throughout history. And Joey is able to combat and address who these villains are through his art, through a really laid-back, groovy, jazzy song. I remember when I first listened to the song when it released a few years back, I had no idea what housing discrimination was. I mean, I knew it was an issue, but I didn't realize how serious of an issue it was and how it was so prevalent across the entire country. And listening to the song and reading the lyrics prompted me to do a little bit more research because I knew that what Joey was saying was probably something that's very dear to him and probably affects a lot of people. And even if I didn't look into it, I gained an awareness just by listening to the song. And I think that's what makes this album so appealing to me. Not only is it really chill to listen to and creates this really summer beach vibe ambience, but it also is equally packed with content and you're able to get um, both sides of the coin. What is that expression? Not kill two birds with one stone because I know that's being under fire recently because it's kind of violent and anti-animal cruelty. Um, Alternate. Feed two birds with one scone. (laughs) That's it. Unmasking the reality of the world in a non-confrontational manner is something Joey does so well throughout this entire album. And this is even more impressive considering he's only 23. He was only 23 when he made this album. That's only four years older than I am. And I find it difficult just to confront and realize reality But the mere fact that Joey is able to transform this reality into an appealing, awakening album that's something that people actively listen to and put on repeat and can't get enough of, 
That's something that blows me away every time I think about this album. And this is also a theme that's at the foundation of the next track in the album, Temptation, which is in the top three, if not my favorite track off of this album. There's so many reasons as to why I love this song so much, but let's start off with the intro. The voice you're hearing is that of Zayana Oliphant, who is a black girl from Charlotte, North Carolina, who is at the time only nine years old. And she gives this speech at a city council meeting that was held in response to the killing of Keith Lamont Scott, a 43-year-old black man who was killed at the hands of police, presumably in possession of a gun and a marijuana blunt. Even though the facts and the details of the story are still in contention, the police forces that were at the hands of the incident testify that marijuana possession was a spurring factor that convinced them to pull the trigger and kill Keith Scott. And the scariest thing for me, and something that I often forget, which is more scary in and of itself, is that Keith Scott's killing is not an arbitrary case. It's something that happens nearly on the daily, and it's happened for decades. Police brutality, even though it has become such a politicized issue nowadays, is ultimately a social human issue. People are getting killed daily for a color for the color of their skin or any other arbitrary um, factors and Excessive force is often not needed in those types of situations. This message is something Zayana delivers so well in this sample. She says, I come here today to talk about how I feel. And I feel like we're treated differently than other people. And I don't like how we're treated. Just because of our color doesn't mean anything to me. Zayana is basically saying that Every day, she has to live in discomfort and fear. For fear of receiving discriminatory treatment for the color of her skin. And in essence, this is not a political issue. This is a social issue. This is just a human issue that shouldn't be felt by any individual, regardless of any factors. Although Zayana may have given this speech from a place of fear, Joey utilizes the speech in the sample in a way that it's more empowering. If a nine-year-old girl can realize what's going on with the reality of the world she's living in, then why can't we? This sample of Zayana Oliphant speaking fits in perfectly with the concept and title of this song, Temptation. Temptation refers to the inclination to do evil. It's the opposite of good, the absence of light, darkness. Rather than being a distinguished substance, however, temptation is an aspect of a relationship that you have with yourself. In fact, it's a test of your character, the test of your depth and integrity to your commitment of staying true to yourself and to what is good. 
Many people would think that temptation is something that you have to avoid at all costs, because obviously no one wants to commit acts of evil. But in reality, temptations are things that you have to confront and learn to overcome and ignore, even though it stands right in front of your face. And that's where you can probably achieve the most growth as a person. And this concept echoes in the entire song. Starting with the music video. The music video opens out with Joey walking into a church. And this makes sense because temptation is obviously originates from the Bible and has a very Christian Catholic meaning and and the whole world that it's very it's very complicated. But then the camera pans to a completely different scene where two young black kids run down the street of what appears to be Brooklyn and they run past a bunch of people who seem to be living in their black community. Some people are gambling, some people are smoking, and some people are simply staying complacent and being onlookers of people getting arrested. Now, considering temptation, this makes sense because all of these people are succumbing to their temptations. Think about it. Gambling, smoking, committing acts of crime, and staying stubborn in whatever ideology you have, or not doing anything about acts of injustice, these are all temptations that people would have. But the kids simply run past all these people, and they take a right to, you know, one of those townhouses, the blocks of townhouses in Brooklyn that you'd see, and there's the steps, and they're all connected, and it looks like something that would appear in the show of the Friends. They run up the stairs of one of those houses, and sitting on the porch steps, is a man strumming his guitar. And I think this is a very intentional statement that Joey makes. Instead of succumbing to these temptations, you need to be like the kids. We need to turn away from them and turn to avenues that are not, are better outlets for expression. And this man playing the guitar is a prime example of that. And as soon as these kids run past this man, uh, on the steps, the music video starts and the music begins. The intro of this song is raw both emotionally and musically. Zayana gives a incredibly emotionally driven speech, and in the background, we hear a repeated broken sample of a synth playing, sounding something like And then when the chorus kicks in, where Joey starts to sing, the instrumentation and the mood kind of shifts. There's an upbeat groove with the added drums, and there's a set of uninterrupted vocals and the repeated broken sample of the synth disappears. Therefore, the chorus sounds like more of a empathetic, understanding, welcoming hand that Joey extends to listeners. And this is especially prevalent in the lyrics too. 
when Joey talks about how he can't take the reality anymore, he doesn't use any accusatory rhetoric that you'd probably hear in politics nowadays. Rather, he is able to externalize, inform, and prompt listeners to think about how he's feeling. There's no labels, and more importantly, the perspective Joey adopts when speaking is an unnamed first person, which places the audience into a uniform shared shoe of understanding. Overall, it's very empathetic. And if you read the chorus, I really can't take it no more. I've been fighting temptations, my lord. It reads as a prayer. Joey is asking for a passive protest, a call for help, for something better. And he realizes that this issue is something that goes beyond him, goes beyond Ziona Oliphant, and goes beyond listeners. It's something that everyone has to confront. This temptation of ignoring reality is something that everyone feels, regardless of what issues at hand. And Joey here is saying that we need to face it together. Even though each song in this album has a distinct theme, it's impossible to separate them into different distinct categories because they all tie into one another. For example, in the first verse of Temptation, Joey says, quote, I just want to see my people empowered. Tell me how we gonna shape this vision. And this obviously is an echo of the empowerment and the superhero themes that he communicated in the previous song, For My People. And the fact that all these songs tie together so well is a direct reflection of reality. And I think this idea of everything being interconnected and intersectional is perfectly summed up by this one quote that Audre Lorde um, gave a few decades past. She said, quote, there's no such thing as a single issue struggle because we do not lead single issue lives. I mean, look at reality today through this lens. A global pandemic, racial injustice, political polarization, uh, trade wars, global security, the ecological crisis. There's so many issues that are at hand, but can we treat them as being isolated, singular issues? No, because they're all related to one another. And this is something that Joey explores in this first verse. He talks about so many topics, whether it's personal life and his personal struggles, or corruption in the government, or the downfalls of religion, to political issues of mass incarceration and fatherlessness, and other really important issues. Some people may say that Joey's touching upon way too many topics and not really diving into the specifics of any of them. But the way I see it, Joey is recognizing that all these things are connected. And that's what gives this first verse so much power. The second verse tells a similar story, but now I want us to shift our focus on the instrumentation. If you listen to the studio version of the song, it sounds super groovy, you know, the same as the first two tracks. Very upbeat, summery vibes, and really something, a feel-good song. But 
I encourage you guys to listen to the um, Alt-J version of the song where Joey performs Temptation live. In fact, I'll play a snippet of the album version and then the live version of the song so you can hear the difference in instrumentation. I'll play a snippet from the version of the song as you hear in the album. Okay, you heard that, right? Now I'll play the same snippet, but when Joey's performing live. Do you hear a difference in the soul, the texture, and the rawness of the live version? Here, hopefully this analogy will help distinguish the difference between these two versions of the song. You know when you go to Krispy Kreme, there's the glass window where you can see the donuts being made and how they're drizzled with that glaze? It sounds like the album version is when the donuts are in the conveyor belt, when they're getting heated up. And obviously it looks so good. But the moment it um, travels under that, that white glaze, that, that waterfall of glaze, that's when you start, your mouth starts to water and you're like, okay, I'm going to order a dozen of those donuts. That's what the live version sounds like. Yes, the donut is good in its own form, but the live version has that drizzle of soul and that drizzle of groove and that otherwise you wouldn't be able to hear on the album. And that's another reason why I love this song so much. I want to hear it so badly at a concert or any other environment because Joey obviously puts a lot of soul and his hard work into the lyrics, but it bleeds through in just how the music sounds. And the next song in the album, Land of the Free, tells a similar story. Out of all the songs that we've listened to so far on this album, Land of the Free is probably the most politically charged one. Starting with its date of release, it actually dropped as a single ahead of the album drop. The song released on January 20th, 2017. And this is important for two reasons. It's Joey's birthday, but more importantly, it was the day Donald Trump got inaugurated into office. And this is pretty significant given what Joey says in this song. I mean, he touches on so many topics in the song but it all falls under this central concept of freedom. Freedom here in the land of the free, the United States. Joey states how not all people are afforded the same liberties and privileges. So freedom takes different forms for different people. And he uses the analogy of a deck of cards to illustrate this. He says that each person gets a different hand of playing cards when they're born and they have to play these cards and use these cards in a way to maximize their hand and do what's to the best of their interests and the future. But the thing to note here is that not all people are given the same hand. Even though it may be random in a game, it's very meticulously systemically created here in the United States. People who live in poverty, people of a certain race, people with a certain sexual orientation, they aren't afforded as many liberties and privileges as other people, 
and they're often subject to marginalization and other horrific things that no one should um, be subject to. And one line that particularly stands out to me in the song is a line Joey spits in the chorus. Joey says, Full house on my hands, the cars I was dealt. Three K's, two A's in America. Joey explains the meaning behind these two lines in an interview he does with Genius. He says that his responsibility for positively influencing listeners is a lot for him. It's a full house, in essence. And obviously, the three K's and two A's are a poker reference three kings and two aces. But also, the three K's and two A's is a direct reference to America spelled with a KKK, with the US being inherently a racist, corrupted country, well, at least an aspect of it being so. So, Joey is able to tie in this metaphor of playing cards to the concept of freedom here in the US. And this is something he does throughout this entire song. He constantly refers to um, playing cards, saying things like, I need to follow my heart, how he's forced to follow his suit, and he's trapped inside a cubicle, with heart, suit, and cubicle obviously being terms used for poker or any playing card type of game. All the songs up to now, Good Morning America, For My People, Temptation, and Land of the Free, have very similar vibes in terms of how they sound. As I said countless times before, jazzy, upbeat, groovy, something you'd probably hear at the beach. This changes with track number five, Devastated. And this is probably the most hard-hitting yet accessible track on the album. It sounds like the classic rap song you'd hear nowadays. A faster pace and trap flavored drum. Do you hear that drop? How hard hitting it is? That's something that I could honestly headbang to, like at a rock concert. In this song, Joey uses a completely different sound. Notice how this beat is not a boom bap beat like the beats that Joey usually raps on. It's a trappy, uh, hypnotic beat. And diving into the lyrics, Joey discusses the problems and struggles he faced before rising into fame and how he was devastated because of these problems and struggles. Yet, he's able to channel these struggles into his strength in his lyrics, where he shares a resilient, empowering message. Devastated is also the first track of Joey's to have reached platinum status, to have sold 1 million copies. And this makes sense because the song sounds so much different than the previous songs that he released and what he was known for, Boom Bap. But here it's like a completely a trap, um, upbeat, fast tempo type of song. Also, I think it's pretty ironic that Joey is rapping how he faced all these problems and felt devastated because he hadn't rose to fame yet, yet this is the very song that put him on the charts and made more people notice him as a rapper. I just think that it's so funny that the content of the song and the results of the song are complete opposites, but considering Joey's lyricism and how he thinks so deliberately about the tracks he releases, 
This is probably just another sign of his genius, not only as a rapper, but as a true artist. And if this song doesn't really appeal to your interests and isn't really pleasant to the ear at first, trust me, after you listen to this song around three or four times, the lyrics and the melody and the beat drop is going to get stuck in your head like crazy. Michaels, shut up. The song's over now. Huh? Don't care. I used to feel so devastated. Yo, DJ, bring that back. One, two, three, four. To conclude the first half of the album, we have track number six. Drumroll please. Why Don't You Love Me, Miss America. Just listening to the title, you can already tell that the concept of this song is going to be dope. And in fact, I'm, I'm here to tell you that it is. This song is Joey's version of an unrequited love song about the United States. He treats the United States as a female, Miss America, who just doesn't treat him right in a relationship. And obviously Miss America is a play on the show Miss America, which, a which is basically a personification of this country's uh, standards and attitude towards beauty and race, which completely lacks racial diversity among the pageants. Do you remember how I said Joey always asks questions well, that's definitely true for this song, because listen to the chorus of this song. I'm here to tell you that there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Joey hits us with eight straight questions. Not us, but Miss America. Why does the United States not do these things? Let's take a listen. Why you don't love me? Why you always misjudge me? Why you always put so many things above me? Why you need me to believe in the ugly? Why you never trust me? Why you treat me like I don't matter? Why you always kicking my ladder? Why you never hearing my side to the story? Never let me in my eyes say sorry. Why you can't recognize my stride? On one hand, we may ask, why is Joey asking so many questions that probably don't have a clear-cut answer? But on the other hand, that's where the conversations start. The only way you can talk about these issues is asking someone, why, how, and this is exactly what Joey's doing. Not only in the chorus, but in the verse as well. He goes into another plethora of questions where he asks, Why you gotta kick me down on all fours? Why you can't stand to see me stand tall? Although I'm not black and can't say I've experienced the things that Joey is talking about, I can't help but to see that black individuals and communities have never had it easy, regardless of who is the culprit. But it's really easy to get caught up in blaming certain individuals or entities that have perpetuated or instigated inequality or discrimination. But the simple fact is that black individuals should not be at the hands of such injustice. That's the simple fact. 
And Joey says this in the outro of the song that America don't love me. And that's it. This song completes the first half of the 12 track album, All American Badass. Joey packs a lot in these past six songs, talking about the concepts of freedom, what it means to be a superhero, systemic injustice, um, racism, to even concepts of the power of the word, which is, I think, the most important message that Joey conveys in the first half of this album. But the thing with these tracks is that they all have such a nice, groovy, jazzy rhythm to them. Totally fitting for a summer drive, a summer road trip, um, hanging at the beach with friends or just studying at home or taking a light read or for a jog or literally any occasion. That's what gives these first six tracks so much power. And I think that's a big reason why I'm so excited to um, dive into the next six tracks of this album. Because honestly, that's a whole nother side of Joey. This gritty, dark, blunt side of him where he has no remorse for expressing his opinion. In this upcoming episode, we'll be finishing off this album. And more excitingly, we're going to be having a conversation with one of my close friends, Alicia, about what we think about the album, the themes, the musical structure and all that. But in the end, what I really want to talk about is how can we talk about tricky issues by merely talking about this album? Because music is such a powerful way an easy way to talk about tricky issues and have really indulgent conversations. And this is going to be my, my goal, my focal point for next week. Now, I'll finish this episode by asking you a really quick question. Word is bond, right? So how are you using your word to build for a better, bigger, and more just tomorrow? Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Young's Blueprint. I'll see you guys for real this time next week.